The following program may contain viewpoints and opinions that do not necessarily reflect those of Radio That Doesn't Suck Incorporated or its employees. Welcome to Real Estate Toronto, the radio show about buying and selling real estate in the greater Toronto area with Aura Ross from the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team. 30 minutes of hot topics and indispensable advice from experienced professionals that work for you. Now, on with the show. Well, a typical Sunday, kind of cold, kind of little bit of snow every once in a while it's january but you know we had our first snowfall last week like our first real snowfall and it, the interesting thing i found was that day we finally had a few inches of snow landing on the ground i kind of looked around and said yep the toronto real estate spring market has arrived <laughs> so we, we just went from summer to spring we are in our spring market Excellent. right now so what are we talking about today? Well, we've got a fabulous vet, uh, guest. We have my friend Michael Marini with Dominion Lending. He's a mortgage agent. And, you know, we've got some changes to our mortgage mortgages coming up. We touched on it last week. And I thought, let's bring in Michael to tell us a little bit more about the changes, how they might affect people out there. And also, he's got some awesome advice. So, you know, we're always looking for ways to help people either pay off their mortgages faster, smarter, just giving you guys some different ideas that maybe you weren't aware of that uh, Michael's going to share with us. Cool. All right. Well, stay tuned. You're listening to, of course, realestatetoronto.com radio. It is Sunday, 4 p.m., and uh, you're right here with us on talk-radio.ca. The music you'll hear on Out of the Blue will be jazz for the most part. No specific styles or genres. Every piece of music is hand-picked to deliver quality performances. Out of the Blue can be heard on rtds.ca, live Mondays, 1 to 3 p.m., and encore performances Tuesday to Friday, anytime on demand. It's the true spirit of jazz, a touch of everything and then some. Thanks for listening. I'm Larry Green. selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. I'm Todd Miller, and that is, of course, Aura Ross sitting across from me in the uh, Listen Up studio. And we have a guest joining us via Skype today, which is very cool. We have Michael Marini from Dominion Lending. Hey, Michael. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Excellent. You loving the mortgage mortgage rates these days? <laughs> they're, they're still not bad comparatively yeah. to historical rates, so I oh. can't complain. Oh, my gosh. They're crazy. Crazy low. Um, 
so my first question, Michael, just before we jump into all the real nitty gritty that we want to have you share with our listeners, can you just tell me quickly, what is, what's, why would somebody come to a mortgage agent, a mortgage broker, someone like yourself, as opposed to just walking into their bank and saying, hey, I, I need a mortgage? Um, uh, lots of people do. Obviously, people trust their banks uh, implicitly. They have all of their money there. But um, from my standpoint, it's more about who is the bank representing and who am I representing. So when you're going to a bank, they're directly charging you the interest on that mortgage. So are they working in your best interest? If they're giving you the interest rate and it's in their best interest to make more interest, are they working in your best interest? Not to say interest a million times there, but oh, and yeah. for, as a mortgage broker, I represent every lender in the market, minus maybe two or three. So I'm looking at, at the lowest rates in the market for my clients to save them money because the interest rate that they get, I don't, I'm not paid that way. I'm paid on the volume of the mortgage. So it's in my best interest being self-employed to take care of my clients and to ensure that they're getting the maximum savings that they can. Oh, so you're so that's very an interesting point. So by you finding the highest interest rate for your clients doesn't mean you're getting paid more. No, not at all. It, it doesn't work that way at all. So uh, I, the lower the rate, uh, it, my commission doesn't change. Right. The higher the rate, it doesn't change at all. That's very interesting. I, I, I appreciate you sharing that with us because I think, I know not, it used to be that people would think, oh, we only use a mortgage broker if we can't get the, the mortgage at the bank. Yeah, that would be my first choice. I would go to the bank and then my bank would say, well, you know, uh, uh, Reason You're self-employed a, reason B, or whatever. whatever, yeah. So, yeah, we'll give you the mortgage, but we're going to have to charge you more interest. Or no, we can't give you a mortgage and try somebody else. Yeah. But this sounds appealing because, again, they're working for you. Yeah. And you're you're just shopping out the best the best mortgage you can find for somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all we do. Uh, banks have a host of facilities that they offer people from uh investments outside of a mortgage to mm -hmm. lines of credits to visas so mortgages are only one component that they offer and the people that are representing the bank are very young typically they, they don't necessarily have lots of knowledge in terms of mortgage let alone even have one themselves right, so right. They, the only thing they can discuss is the products that that bank offers where a mortgage broker has a host of products from multiple different lenders and, and we have to be professionals and understand all of them. So we need to know one bank versus the other, one credit union versus the other, um, which makes us able to offer the best savings for a client and, and tell them about the intricacies of a mortgage. Right, right. Which is, I always found that interesting that mortgage brokers have a, I, I believe, a, more of an obligation than necessarily the bank does. We do legally because yeah. they're under the Bankers Act. They're not even under the Mortgage Brokers Act. So we, we have to adhere to stricter policies. And um, mortgage brokers tried to get banks to follow the same suit with the government. Mm -hmm. and it, didn't, it didn't happen because banks, mm -hmm. again, they offer multiple products. And it's right. not just mortgages. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely different regulations that they have to follow. Okay. Did not know that. Yeah. So there you go. So even mm -hmm. though your bank is offering you a fabulous... Right. You might want to talk to someone like Michael to say, you know, this is my situation. And this isn't to backhand banks by any no, means. No, no, no. But as we were sort of alluding to, a bank isn't necessarily going to do better for you uh, on a rate or a, a perk within a mortgage unless you ask for it. Well, and funny enough, too, a lot of times we can beat the bank at their own rates. So 
we have discretion in terms of our commission most times for for uh, my realtor partner's clients or my clients i'll buy the rate down with my commission so i can use my commission to reduce their rate and a bank can't so i can effectively beat the bank the bank's rate right within the same bank so i can offer a mortgage cheaper with a branch <laughs> than the branch can and, Interesting. and it'll happen a lot of times the branch will send me the client i'll do the mortgage for them and send it right back so right. i'm not slamming banks at all i know no they're I great i have to have partnerships with banks uh to make the relationship work smoothly for my clients because if i'm going to hand the client to a bank i better have a really good relationship with that bank to ensure that that whole transaction goes according to plan right right well thanks for sharing that that's i think that answered a lot of questions for people um that they didn't even know they had <laughs> questions yeah, they, they usually didn't think even they're being they charged had. the fee too yeah. right most yeah. people have that misconception that brokers charge fees and, and they do in certain circumstances and sure most cases not yeah so what what did you want to talk to us uh, uh talk with us today i know there's some changes um coming our way next month yeah, there's one particular change coming in February um, to anybody who's applying for a 5% down payment uh, mortgage or 95% loan to value. So it's being capped now under mortgage insurance to a purchase price of 500000 So you can only put 5% down up to a purchase price of 500000 And then once you exceed 500000 uh, it's 10%. Okay, so I can't buy that $2 million home for 5% down. Couldn't for a while. That's so mortgage insurance caps you at a million. At like a million, you can bring yeah. up to a million. You, there's a bit of a misconception there. So it doesn't mean that if you purchase a property for 600000 that you need to put 10% down on the whole thing. Right. So you can put 5% down up to 500000 and then it's 10% for anything over. Okay. So are you are you finding already uh, people getting concerned about that on, on your day-to-day -day calls? Definitely, I get I, anybody that I've pre-approved with five percent down that's looking over five hundred thousand has definitely either sent me an email or called me panicking. But um, <laughs> once they understand that it's a minor change, right? Uh, yeah, they're usually settled, but still rushing to buy. Yeah. So, so yeah. if they pre-qualified for five percent, um, do they need to get that mortgage in place before that deadline, or will it change after the deadline? Because they, they need to purchase before the the deadline. After the deadline, they'll have to adhere to the new rules. Wow. If, if they purchase this week and they don't close till March first, are they still protected? They should be fine. They're fine under the old guidelines. Okay, Correct, so when yeah. you purchase firm after February one, because we go in and get pre-approved, and we've got what's that window? Ninety days where the where the mortgage rates are guaranteed and the terms yeah. of the mortgage. One hundred twenty. Yeah, one hundred twenty days. Yeah. yeah. So then we'd have to make sure we find something and lock yeah. in. But now you, you've got to buy now. Yeah. So if you're looking for that five percent all the way across, you need Go. to call. you need to call me today. Yeah. Um, today. Um, <laughs> great. So talk to us a little bit about. I know you know we wanted to talk a little bit about mortgage insurance um, and the amortization period on insured mortgages because I think there's some misconceptions about that as well. Yeah, in general, most people think you can only get an amortization up to 25 years, which with insured mortgages, so anything typically less than 20% down is what you would call an insured mortgage. Right. Um, your amortization is 25 years maximum. But then if you if you do a conventional mortgage, you don't have to abide by ins insurance policies anymore. Banks can make up their own policies, and the amortization can increase to 35, right. 35 years with some lenders. Most stick to 30. Right, tops. yeah. 
Yeah. But in terms of budgets, that makes a massive difference in terms of someone's monthly household budget. So so tell us what, what an amortization period is. So the amortization period is the length of time that the mortgage is spread over. And it, it's the major factor that controls a mortgage payment. Most people think it's the interest rate, which is a which is the second largest factor. Mm-hmm. But the length of time that you spread a loan over really is what affects the payment the most. So if you have the ability to stretch it over 30 years, your payment is greatly reduced. Right. Um, but it doesn't mean that you have to pay a mortgage over 30 years. Uh, every mortgage that, that you get will have some sort of privilege that allows you to pay more to pay it off quicker. So the, the what the amortization period really represents is your base payment. Your, and then from yeah. there, you can increase it. Worst so case it, but, scenario. You got it. Yeah. So for budgeting, but for a first time home buyer or somebody who doesn't plan on living in this first property for 30 years, let alone even five. Yeah. So the, the amortization period for someone who's in their home for a very short period of time is somewhat irrelevant because as soon as they sell that property, it's like hitting a reset button on your mortgage. You you can renegotiate the terms. It can be anything that you want. So, 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 so it only really matters on the property that you plan on living in for the rest of your life and you plan on paying that particular one off. So just an idea then is for those folks who who really need to watch their cash flow, um, you know, through most of the year, but maybe they get paid a bonus at the end of the year, or maybe uh, monthly they get a little bonus or something. Maybe it doesn't hurt to go a longer amortization if you've got the discipline to take that bonus money or whatever and do those prepayments, take advantage of paying, prepaying your mortgage. So even though you start out at 30 years, at the end of your first year, you might already be at 25. Exactly. And in fact, to get from the 30 year to a 25 year, really all it takes is one extra mortgage payment per year. Okay. Can you just say that one again? Because that's beautiful. That's magic. (laughs) Yeah. So to take your mortgage down from 30 years to 25, all you need to do is pay one extra payment per year. Wow. I would say quite a few of us can afford to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just what happens. So this is, that's the effect of an accelerated biweekly payment, which is what most banks tell people to do, um, but people frequently don't budget for it because right. if, if you're on a biweekly frequency, you get hit with three mortgage payments in two months out of the year. But the effect of it is one monthly payment per year. So if you just went on a monthly payment and because you budgeted that way and it was right. easier, all you need to do to match a biweekly frequency again is to do one, one extra, extra payment, payment per year. Awesome. Well, on that one, we're going to cut to a break because we're going to let that one soak in, right? (laughs) uh, It's spilling out. There's so much great stuff, but that one was such a simple thing and and has such a major impact. But stay tuned. More uh, realestatetoronto.com radio right after the break. Annoying. Frustrating. Of course, you're referring to me. Some days. Enlightening. Engaging. And now you're referring to yourself. Most days. <laughs> Just a few of the words employed to describe our show, The Mots. You'll come up with your own. Hi, we're The Mots, Paul and Carol. Inviting you to join us weekdays at 2 on Listen Up Talk Radio at talk-radio.ca. And there's an encore performance with Mots Weekend. You can check us out at themots.ca. Here's another word for you. Oh, I wouldn't go there. Hi, it's Paul Capelcante, host of The Vinyl Experience, with a couple of magic numbers for you to remember. This is real simple. Are you ready? Here we go. Nine and three. Every Sunday at 9 a.m., 3 p.m., 9 p.m., and for good measure, 3 a.m. on Monday. This is all Eastern Time. Your time's for The Vinyl Experience.
Welcome back to realestatetoronto.com radio, where we're learning some wonderful uh, tips that are useful to anyone across this great country. How to get that mortgage paid off faster but for you, less. You need to get yourself an agent. You do. Not you a secret agent, but a mortgage agent. A mortgage agent. Um, I'm Aura Ross with the Mulholland Ross Group, and we have Michael Marini with Dominion Lending. Michael, how can we contact you if, if somebody on the show has a question for you? What's the best way to contact you? Um, either uh, call directly to my company. Uh, do you want that yep. phone number? Yep. So it's 416-534-3476. Okay. Uh, or you can contact me directly through my website, uh, michaelmarini.com. It's M-A-R-I-N-I dot com. Great. Uh, michaelmarini.com. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. I just thought I'd spell the Marini part. I figured <laughs> most it. people might have the <laughs> Michael <laughs> down. But but if not, you can also call call us and we'll we'll definitely send you over to Michael. So that's great. Okay, so Michael, one of the, the big questions and the big topics that keep coming back on our show is how how does somebody get into this market as you know, it's gone up so much. We're we're reporting an almost ten percent increase across the GTA year over year. Of course we know some neighborhoods hit twenty percent. You know, so how does that first time buyer buy a house? What ideas do you have that you can share with us? Well, the, the minimum down payment is is typically five percent. There, there are th- uh, there is a mortgage product called cash back mortgage where you can actually have the down payment given to you, um, which most people don't end up going for because the rates are higher. Uh, okay. But in, in just to touch on that briefly, if anybody wants to know about that, they can definitely contact me. Okay. But you're you're basically in a cash back situation. The bank is is giving you the down payment, and it's it it doesn't need to be paid back. So you, you, your mortgage would be, in that scenario, 95% of the purchase price. The bank is giving you that money. Right. But in return, they're charging you a higher interest rate so they can recoup the okay. down payment they gave you through interest. Okay, but so they got you into the market. They got you into the market. and uh, But it, it always comes down to, so I spend, with every client, at least an hour, hour and a half doing budgets. And it, it you have to be able to manage the carrying costs. And when yeah. you have a higher interest rate, sometimes the payment is just too much. Right, so right. If and you, you have can to, acquire the five yeah. percent. Sorry, go ahead, Or. Well, and I would guess you'd have to qualify for that for that exactly. increased amount. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But with five percent down, uh, that's usually manageable for most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cost of insurance isn't that bad either, and you can take the the down payment from many different facilities. You can take it from an RSP. You could take a loan on an RSP and use the RSPs. Mm-hmm. Um, you could borrow it from family. It can be taken from a line of credit. So, or you can just take it from savings. So, sure. whatever way, shape, or form, five percent is not a huge amount of money to get into the market. Um, and the cost of insurance on a five percent down mortgage is three point six percent of the mortgage amount. Okay. Okay. Now, I just wanted to ask you a question about that too. I mean, this is great to allow a lot more people to get into the market at that five percent. Um, and obviously, everybody has to qualify to get into the market. But is there any danger about that, about getting, I mean, people, as you said, they have to carry it and they have to be comfortable with it? Yeah, I'd say the biggest um, thing that people have to worry about is the length of time that they keep a property and where they buy the property. Because statistically in Canada, first-time homebuyers are out of their property in the first three years, either because they they bought a place that was too small and, and they grew out of it or they have a move because of jobs. So... And or you'd be the best person to comment on it. If they sold their property in inside three years, they need enough equity growth to have made money That's to, right. to take the equity out. So the location, I would imagine, would be the most one of the most important things. 
Um, but they've got a, this. The mortgage insurance is so the way mortgage insurance is calculated. It's taken. It's added onto your mortgage, so it's a one-time charge that's built into your mortgage. Okay, so let's say I buy for five hundred thousand. I've got my five percent down. I've got my twenty-five thousand dollars. I've got a four hundred seventy-five thousand dollar mortgage. Mm-hmm. And and then I'm going to pay an insurance on top of that of what about twelve thousand? So it would be point zero three six. I'll tell you right now, it's seventeen thousand dollars, which okay. sounds like a, a monster amount of money, and it is. Um, but that's tacked on to the four hundred seventy-five thousand. Okay. So oh, okay, so you can pay it off over time. You don't need to come right. up with that cash in hand. Right. It's built into your payment, so okay. it, it doesn't really change that much because we're amortizing it over twenty-five years. We're right. spreading these this but, amount of money over a very long period of time. Yeah. So a few dollars a month. Yeah. Yeah, and when you look at the market itself, a three point six percent of the mortgage amount you should be able to recover, at least in the city of Toronto for sure, in the first year. But or again, you could probably comment on that. Well, look at for the last twenty years we have been able to. I'm I'm always careful to say for sure that will happen over and over again. But you know, just on the flip side, if you buy a house and a year later you didn't go up, maybe it stayed the same or maybe it even went down a little bit, if your job situation has changed anything else that would allow you to still make the move up i did work through a market where people were losing money when they sold they were not gaining money they were actually selling for less than what they purchased and what we found was all you were really all they were if they really needed that fourth bedroom because they had that other child or you know whatever their situation was i i would explain to them you're just moving your debt you're just moving your mortgage from your three bedroom to your four bedroom so so you're, you know, you are gaining in many respects. You, you always are gaining. gain. Yeah. You always gain if you're moving up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so when when we talk about first time buyers coming to the market, I know the government has some tax credits. Tell us about some of the tax credits that can help people. Sure. So there is one called the first time home buyer tax credit that you can apply for after you've purchased your home. Um, okay. It's. You, you can claim on your taxes up to $5,000 having bought your first home for an eligible property, which is pretty much any property in Canada. Um, and the government will give you 15% of that $5,000 back. So you'll receive $750 credit after purchasing your first home. Okay. And you and just simply apply on your taxes. And you know what I would advise everyone to do with that $750? <laughs> I know where you're going. Prepay your yes. mortgage with it, right? <laughs> There's your one payment. Right? I was thinking of going to the casino or something. Uh, no. And now you're being all. Yeah. Um, and, and are there any other, uh, any other credits right now available to first-time buyers to help them with some of these initial costs going in? So, yeah, the land transfer tax, which is huge in Toronto, land transfer mm-hmm. tax and uh, for the municipal, which is Toronto, and then you also have the Ontario Provincial. So yeah. first-time home buyers are eligible for a $2,000 automatic rebate on the Ontario land transfer tax. And then Toronto, it's a, it's a sliding scale policy, but y- yeah. you don't pay up to the purchase price of 400000 You pay nothing. You start to pay right. above that, which right. is very reasonable. Yeah, uh, and then even when you just get over four hundred thousand, it's a negligible amount. It's not not huge, so it really allows people to get in the market, um, not having to pay those because their closing costs are much lower. Right. So if you're buying for that five hundred, you're getting two thousand back on your Ontario, and then your Toronto tax, you're only really paying on that four to five hundred thousand. Exactly. Okay. So that two thousand, how does that come back? <laughs> It's, we, it's automatically applied, uh, so oh, you, you, applied. Got, you just don't get charged the two thousand dollars. Nice, okay. Taken off the top. Yeah, yeah, that's really nice. That's really nice. 
Um, yeah, you know, we've been spending a lot of time talking about, you know, first-time buyers getting into the market. You know, sometimes it's, it should, you know, buddy up with a friend. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if if you have a partner that you feel might be your long-term thing. But I know you and I were talking this week, and we were talking about how um, if, if two people bought a home and one wasn't a first-time buyer, and one was a first-time buyer. You mentioned something about weighting the ownership within the contract. Do I have that yes. correct? Okay. That, yeah, that's right, For the, especially for the land transfer tax rebates, but it also affects the RSPs in, in a different way. So if if I purchased with, uh, with my spouse, let's say, who, okay. or not, they, they couldn't, we couldn't be married yet. So if you okay. purchased with somebody who already owned a property and, and you're married to them, you lose your first-time homebuyer privileges altogether. Okay. okay. So <laughs> if they're a common-law partner, meaning that you've lived with them for the last 12 months in the house that they own, yeah. you no longer are considered a first-time homebuyer. Okay, so this is important for people house, though, to know. You've, with them. you've just lost your That's opportunity right. to be to, to use your RSPs on that down payment. So RSPs late, and the land transfer tax. So folks out there, take a look at who you're dating and <laughs> make, some, make and some big decisions. Is this worth it? Buy a house before you live with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, but if, uh, so then what happens if... Um, so is that just the way it is that, that if but let's say let's say I'm dating somebody we're not first time or it's even my friend me and my friend are going to go buy a house mm-hmm. but I've owned a house and she has not. It, so in in terms of that for the land transfer tax rebates if you both go on title okay joint tenants in common if you're on title fifty percent each so ownership fifty percent mm-hmm. then you would get fifty percent of your rebates. Okay. Okay, so it, and that, that's just for the land transfer tax. So the Ontario, you would receive 1000 Right. And on the Toronto land transfer tax, you're exempt up to a purchase price of 200000 Right, so 50%. Yeah. 50%. Okay. So in the lender's eyes, they don't care what percentage you own versus the other person as long as two people are on title that are both on the mortgage. Right. So from the mortgage side, they whoever's on the mortgage has to be on title at whatever percentage. Right. So if you could agree on it, if you hadn't owned before and your your friend accepted this, you could put yourself on as 99% owner with mm-hmm. them at 1% and you would receive your full rebate. Right. You'd receive 99% of the of the rebates okay. that you're entitled to. And we could always have an agreement saying, "Hey, if we sold, we're still we'll we'll split this 50-50." Off the record. <laughs> okay, we we won't go there then, guys. But but this, you know, we know a lot of couples are are living together, buying places together before they're even common law, uh, before they get married. This is an interesting conversation because if they do this and they buy a house, and then like we, we were talking about, and then they decide to get married two years from now, well, the Family Law Act kicks in, and they're fifty fifty anyway. Exactly. So if they were planning to purchase and get married, they're better off purchasing before they get married, take advantage of the rebates, change the title ownership to 99% to one, because as soon as they get married, it's it's essentially 50-50 anyways. Hmm. So all you guys dating out there, if you think you're sitting with the one, you see, you can call <laughs> us real estate. and and we can have this conversation. But really, um, for, for you guys out there, just even thinking you're going to buy something, whether you're first-time buyer or third-time buyer, um, I have to say Michael Marini has been helping our clients for quite a while. Um, I get rave reviews. And, Michael, I know you work hard to 
watch everybody's wallet. You are you are saving people money. They don't even know when they walk in and sit down with you that you're you're watching their budget and you're watching how how can you do this in a way that won't cost them as much as it could? Definitely, yeah. Well, and, and I'm sure you experience this too. If I find that if I spend the time on the budget with people, they feel way more comfortable in making a purchase. So when yeah. you take them out, it it should be an easier and, and a delightful experience for somebody to go buy a home. It's exciting. It's emotional. It but they be, can't yeah. pull the trigger if they don't know what the numbers look like, if they yeah. don't know what the monthly payment is going to be, and if they don't know what the total cost is out of pocket, yeah. it's really hard to make a decision for hundreds of thousands of dollars for yeah. somebody who's never purchased before because it's it's catastrophic. It's huge. Well, you know what I see on the other side is people not purchasing the home that would have made them the most happy over such a small amount where if they sat with someone like yourself who could show them, listen, by throwing in that one extra payment a, a year or by doing this or doing that, we're essentially erasing that differential. Yeah, definitely. So, I, I find a lot of people are just really afraid of being house poor. Yeah. Or oh, what sure. happens when interest rates do double because they easily they could. Like we, yeah. we had one of the best markets in Toronto and we had rates of 5 to 6%. That was yes. healthy. That's now right. Now we're at half that. So it, it's a bit of a scary time, to yeah. be honest, because yeah. people are getting used to this. And I know. This isn't the norm. <laughs> I know. Even though for almost a decade it has been the norm. So I guess it, at what point does it become the it's norm? It's becoming normal, yeah. I think we have to cut to a break, but we'll we'll come right back. You're listening to realestatetoronto.com radio. an instant replay for this show and that is called the wonder of a podcast because there was so much great information you're going to want to listen to this one a couple of times over absolutely make it really easy for you to download it to your device to take it on the subway bike ride wherever yep on on soundcloud you got it or or if you go to um, realestatetoronto.com click yep. radio you're going to get access to all our shows now that's cool. that's going live now so um michael i know one of the biggest questions you get asked i know i get asked it when i refer you to our clients and that is what's his rate what's his rate and and perhaps can i ask you are there any other questions someone should ask a mortgage broker besides what's the best rate there's there's a, a lot and and because of the, of the number of websites that advertise low low rates these days it's it's become more pre prevalent mm -hmm. um, but it's it's really the setup of the mortgage what penalties are you going to be charged what hidden clauses are there are you in a collateral charge mortgage versus a single charge mortgage but mainly what is the penalty that you're going to pay if you break the mortgage, because new ones have arisen this year that are ridiculous. There's a whole bunch of lenders right now that are charging 2.75% of the mortgage balance wow. if you if you break the mortgage. And you're getting a lower rate in lieu of that. But right. they're looking at statistics of people breaking but, their mortgages and right. they are they're taking those penalties. So on that idea of, you know, making that extra monthly payment a year, there might be mortgages out there that won't allow those prepayments. Definitely, yeah. There's there's a lot that don't allow the lump sums or the prepayments. Okay. So we're going to have you back to talk about that because I see that as being a, a, a big deal. I mean, we have low rates and that's amazing. But I think the one message that people aren't hearing is pay it off as fast as possible because it's low. 
I mean, take advantage of these low rates. Just locking in and sitting on them is not taking advantage. When we see these rates eventually go to five and six, you know what everybody's going to say is, I should have paid it down when I, you know, I should have made those extra payments. Yeah, because that'll, that'll uh, have a big impact on quite a few people, myself included. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get it down. So, Michael, can we have you back on the show sometime soon? Um, absolutely. That's great. So if you want to speak to Michael, please call him at 416-534-3476 or go to michaelmarini.com. Or or give us a call or a Ross with the Mulholland Ross Group at realestatetoronto.com, 416-230-8500. I can send you over to Michael or answer any real estate questions you might have for us. And uh, we will see you right back here next Sunday at 4 p.m. or on podcast. You can hear us at 1147 on a Thursday evening if you wish. Mm-hmm. <laughs>